from verse 35. From verse 35 to verse 49. 35 to 49 of 1 Corinthians 15. But some men will say, how are the dead resurrected? How does this happen? Um, dead body, decayed, decomposed. Is a person going to come back to life in that body? And also, this body is a physical body. And the world to come is not the same as this physical world which we know and which we are accustomed to. The body that we have is suited to this physical world. How will this body, if raised, how will it accommodate itself? How will it fit? Will it be suited for the world which is uh, to come? Uh, but these objections are mistaken, misplaced. They involve assumptions that are not uh, true. That which you saw, which you saw, you already have the answer. Uh, you do not uh, 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 sow that which is to come, but you sow a seed. It may be wheat, it may be something else, uh, some other uh, form of seed, and then God makes a transformation. God gives it a body as it pleases uh, him, as it uh, pleases uh, him. Uh, so, uh, God is the one who is at work. Uh, remember the things that are emphasized in verse 38. First of all, God gives. Uh, God uh, gives. Uh, the Bible says in uh, Acts chapter 17 that he gives to all life and breath and all uh, things. Acts chapter 14. Uh, he did not leave himself without witness in that he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful uh, seasons. God gives and God wills. And uh, God wills. Uh, turn with me to uh, the Old Testament to a few verses speaking of uh, God's will. In the book of Psalms, first of all, Psalm 115 and verse 3. Psalm 115 and verse 3. The Bible says, But our God is in the heavens. He has done whatsoever he has pleased. He has done whatsoever he has pleased. Psalm 135 and verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that he did in heaven, in earth, in the seas, and in all deep places. In every place, in every realm, in every situation or condition, the Lord is not constrained and can do what he wills, what he pleases. Remember how Jonathan said to his armor bearer, there is no constraint with God to save by many or by few, or uh, by few. Uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 46 and verse 10. 
Isaiah 46 and verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Daniel chapter 4 and verse 35. Daniel 4 and verse 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? And in the New Testament, let's just read one verse, Romans chapter 9 and verse uh, uh, 16. So then, it is not of him that wills, nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Of God, it is God who shows uh, mercy. God gives it a body as it pleases him. God gives it a body as he wills, as he uh, desires. And to every seed its own body. So that God does not have uh, a one-size-fits-all uh, approach. Uh, God has given different types uh, of uh, identities and characteristics, you might say, to so many things in the natural world, and Paul is about to speak of that. Right now he's speaking more of what? Of different types of seeds. Now I'm not an expert on, on, on seeds, and I dare say if someone got me a bunch of different seeds, I, would, I don't think I'd be able to distinguish any of them from each other. But God has given each one a body as he desires. Everyone its own, uh, uh, its own uh, body. Uh, look uh, with me at Isaiah 28, uh, and an interesting passage speaking of different types of seeds, and uh, its application is actually in another direction, not really uh, the line that we are uh, thinking that we're considering, but it's an interesting passage uh, to read. Isaiah 28, verses 27 and 28. The dill is not threshed with a threshing instrument. Neither is a cartwheel turned about upon the common, but the dill is beaten with a staff, the common with a rod. Bread grain is ground, because he will not even, not ever be threshing it, nor break it with the wheel of his cart, nor grind it with his horsemen. What's that saying? Different seeds are different in size, different in strength, different in particular in the strength of the outer shell which they might have. Now, many of these seeds are ground, but you cannot grind them all the same way. The ones that have a soft outer shell have to be ground softly. The ones that have a hard outer shell have to be ground more powerfully. And if you get the oxen to trample the hard stuff, that's appropriate. But if you get the oxen to trample the relatively soft stuff, then it'll be what? It'll be destroyed. <laughs> it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, destroyed. And so each one has its own characteristics. Each one is ground in a different way 
a way that is appropriate to that particular seed. There's no temptation taken you but according to man, uh, but, uh, but that which is uh, common to man. Uh, God will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able. Above what you uh, are uh, uh, able. Now, uh, uh, again, like I said, that's not uh, 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 connected in a special way to what we're considering in First Corinthians, but the different types of seeds. <laughs> that's the uh, uh, connection. God makes different types of seeds, and also God makes different types of flesh, uh, of flesh. Someone might say, all right, Paul, I get your point that grain is not the same as barley, and barley is not the same as corn, and corn is not the same as some other thing, but that's plant life. No, it, it's plant life, but it's also animal life. It's also uh, animal life. Uh, there is uh, the flesh of uh, men, there is the flesh of beasts, there is the flesh of fish and of uh, birds. Uh, mentioned perhaps in reverse order, one might say, reverse order from what? From the order of creation. Uh, so uh, in creation, the fish and the birds were created first on the fifth day, and then on the sixth day, the beasts were created and later on, on the sixth day, man was created. Here they are mentioned in the other order, from man to beast to fish and birds. Also, uh, each one uh, existing, you might say, in a different kind of natural realm. The uh, beasts and mankind, their place is the land. Uh, birds, uh, their place is the air. And fish, of course, their place is uh, the sea. So there are different kinds of seeds. And there are uh, different kinds of uh, flesh. And there are differences as well between things that are upon the earth and things that are in the heavens. There are celestial things, celestial uh, bodies, celestial objects, and there are terrestrial uh, uh, bodies, terrestrial things, terrestrial uh, uh, objects. Uh, one uh, uh, has its own glory, another one has a different glory. Here we should probably think of glory in a somewhat literal sense, uh, meaning radiance, uh, meaning uh, 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 radiance. Um, and among the celestial, among the celestial uh, bodies, there are different glories as well. So, again, he goes from the greater to the lesser. There is the sun, there is the moon, and there are the stars. The blazing of the sun, the shining of the moon, the twinkling of the uh, stars. And not just that, but among the stars, among the stars, one star differs from another in glory.
Now, he's not able to say one sun differs from another sun in glory or one moon from another moon because we only got one, of, one in, in, uh, uh, in each of those categories. But, but among the stars, there are uh, differences. Uh, there are differences. So all around us, world of agriculture, the world of plants, بعالم الزراعة وعالم النبات في فرق بين الحبوب المختلفة in the uh, world of creatures. There are creatures of the sea, creatures of the air, creatures of the land. في مخلوقات البحر, مخلوقات الهواء, الطيور, and مخلوقات الأرض. They are different from each other. There are differences between things upon the earth and things in the heavens. أشياء على الأرض وأشياء بالفضاء بالسماء أشياء مختلفة. الشمس تختلف عن الأمر والأمر يختلف عن النجوم والنجوم بتختلف عن بعض البعض. Sun different from moon, moon different from stars, and stars different from uh, each other. So where is this assumption that somehow, that somehow the physical body of man, if it rises, it must rise to exactly the same type of body, to exactly the same condition? في افتراض وهذا الافتراض خاطئ. إنه قيامة الإنسان تكون إلى وضع شبيه مية بالمية كأنه ما في غير نوع واحد as if there is only one kind of things and the Lord has not, does not know the definition of the, Lord, uh, of the word variety uh, uh, of the word uh, uh, variety our current physical uh, body is appropriate for our existence in a physical world جسدنا الحالي اللي هو جسد بنقول عنه مادي هو هو جسد مناسب لوجودنا في هذا العالم المادي بس الرب قادر انه يعمل جسد من شكل اخر ليكون مناسب لتواجدنا في مكان غير مادي في السماء if the Lord is able to make a different type of body which will be suitable for another place نعم اخبرين ما بعرف قد ايه كان في معرفه بس كان 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 في معرفه الى درجه ما وما بعتقد كانوا يفكروا انه ناس مختلفين انه 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 ناس مختلفين عندهم اجساد مختلفه لاحظ بهالمجال اعمال 19 acts chapter 17 which speaks of what he has made all people of what he has made them uh, all, where does it say? Uh, of one blood. Acts 17, 26. So this gives the idea that they are all the same. Uh, that they are all the same. مش إنه الطويل عنده دم أزرق والأصير دم أحمر. Uh, uh, it's not the case that if you're tall, your, your blood is blue, and if you're short, your blood is red. He's made them all of one blood. Now. Nah. 
تفضل تفضل هلا نحن من خلال العلم الحديث بنعرف انه في نقاط شبه وفي نقاط فرق في نقاط فرق هو عم بيشدد على التنوع على على التنوع على وجود اشكال مختلفه الكلام صحيح هلا نحن بنقدر نقول انه القرد عنده شعر وانا عندي شعر القرد عنده عيون وانا عندي عيون في نقاط شبه بس في نقاط فرق في ايه نعم يمكن يمكن مني مية بالمية أكيد بس 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 يمكن يمكن brother Ibrahim is saying that they didn't have the idea that somehow evolutionary ideas of some kind of half ape half man because there is the flesh of man and there is the flesh of of beasts of beasts I'm I'm not sure what everybody believed but but possibly it is it is so. Uh, there are uh, there are things that are terrestrial and there are things that are celestial. في أرضي وفي سماوي وفي سماوي. The heavenly things exceed the earthly things in radiance in glory. And it could well be that the resurrection body will exceed the natural body in glory as well. Just like right now, celestial is more glorious than earthly, heavenly more glorious than earthly. The new heavenly body, the resurrection body, could be more glorious uh, than the natural uh, body. Look at uh, two... Uh, Uh, verses that compare uh, uh, believers to uh, uh, heavenly lights, uh, you might say. Uh, one is in Daniel, uh, and in each case it is speaking of things to come. So someone might say the language is figurative, but somebody else might say no, maybe it's not figurative. Daniel chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Daniel 12, verses 2 and 3. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. They shall shine as the stars. Now what did the Lord Jesus say? Somewhat similar. statement in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 43 then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who has ears to hear let him uh, hear so as a resurrection body one should not think of what 
some body uh, risen, risen from the dead in its decayed and decomposed state, uh, some kind of zombie in a horror movie, she uh, a resurrection body is a transformed body. And a very uh, uh, common uh, image that people uh, refer to uh, is that of the caterpillar which becomes a butterfly. This is something found uh, in the natural uh, world and something that you have seen. Or something slightly less seen, definitely less visible, but the fact that uh, each human being begins as a single cell, physically speaking, and then the eventually growth and multiplication and division and specialization and all sorts of very interesting things happen as a child grows and develops uh, in the womb and uh, soon you have a heartbeat and you have eyes and you have uh, hands and feet and 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 and, and. Uh, uh, that is something that happens in the natural world that kind of change that kind of transformation the bible says is anything too hard for the Lord? That's what was said in Genesis chapter 18, Jeremiah 32 and verse 17, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and outstretched arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Laysa hasirun and rab. The Lord Jesus said, "With men it is impossible, but with God, nothing. Uh, but not with God, for with God all things are possible." Uh, Gabriel said to Mary, uh, "With God nothing shall be impossible." With God, nothing shall be impossible. The hymn writer says, "Got any rivers you think are uncrossable?" Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible. He does the things others cannot uh, do. There is one glory of things uh, uh, earthly. There is another glory of things heavenly. Among heavenly things, earth, uh, uh, sorry, sun, moon, and stars are different. And, and among the stars, there are differences. So also, verse 42, in the resurrection of uh, the dead. The body is currently one way. It is raised another uh, way. Four contrasts are mentioned in verse 42 and through verse 43 and 44. Uh, it is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Fasad wa adam fasad. It is sown in uh, dishonor, it is raised in glory. Uh, it is sown in weakness and raised in power. And it is uh, sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. Four uh, different things. Uh, before we speak of uh, those things, uh, the word so, uh, what uh, does it uh, uh, mean? Well, it, it's used figuratively. No one is planting a body and hoping to come back 
uh, several months thereafter and find a tree and bodies growing on the tree. Uh, so it is used uh, figura figuratively. We have sown unto you spiritual things. Zarana lekum ruhi. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Uh, whatever man sows, that also shall he reap. Uh, you could argue that in these statements, the word sow is used figuratively and uh, here as well. So, what is the sowing of the body? People have thought of this uh, expression in two ways. To sow the body could be thought of as burying the body, a body which is dead. Just like you sow the seed and the seed enters into the ground and after a certain time there is a life. And so there could be that kind of image, the sowing uh, of a dead body, meaning the burying of a dead uh, uh, body. Another idea, maybe a better idea, uh, would be the following. That the sowing of the body just refers to the fact that the body exists, that it has been created, that it has been uh, uh, created. Uh, now here, what would point in that direction? Think of the following. It says, it is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. All right? It is sown, it is raised. It is repeated again and again, of course, with different adjectives as we saw. Now, when you say it is sown and it is raised, to me, it leaves the impression that the same one who sows is the one who raises. Now, it is not stated with a clear object. It's stated passively. But it is God who raises. That's very clear. And so if it is God who raises, then maybe the right way to think is that it is God also who sows. And if it is God who sows the body, then this is not speaking of burying the body, because burying the body is something that we human beings do. All right? And you might say God did it for Moses, uh, and, uh, uh, and perhaps some others in various ways, but generally... Uh, burying uh, uh, a, a dead body is something done by men. If God is the one who, who is raising, it seems likely that God is the one who is sowing, and therefore uh, it uh, could be understood, this sowing, as the existence or as the creation of the physical uh, body. And, of course, soon after that, he is speaking about Adam. All right? And with Adam, of course, the idea of creation uh, is very prominent, very uh, appropriate. Now, what does he say regarding uh, the natural uh, body, regarding our current physical body? First thing that he says in verse 42 is that it is sown in what? It is sown in corruption. It is sown in uh, corruption. Uh, Romans 8 and verse 21. Romans 8 and uh, verse 21. 
رومي 28 because creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Of course, we're speaking of what? We're speaking of God creating also, this is bringing into the picture the action, the effect of sin. Because God did not create something that was subject to corruption the way that he made it, but rather the fall of man and sin entering in, and with it death, uh, brought these elements into the picture. Uh, the creature will be delivered from the bondage of uh, corruption. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8. Galatians chapter 6 and verse uh, 8. He that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. In various ways, there are things associated with the body that are considered shameful. Also, the body can very easily be subjected to shameful treatment by uh, others. Uh, by uh, others. Um, it is sown uh, in dishonor. Uh, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and uh, Paul speaking of things that he had to deal with in his ministry to this present hour. We both hunger and thirst. We are naked and are buffeted. And we have no uncertain, no certain dwelling place, excuse me. We labor working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and as the offscouring of all things unto this day. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 8. Again, as he's speaking of things that he experienced in his ministry by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers and yet uh, uh, true. Uh, in various ways, uh, the uh, body uh, uh, is uh, subject to uh, dishonor, is associated with dishonor. In various ways, the body might not be honorable in its uh, appearance. It is also subject to weakness, uh, subject to illness, subject to uh, tiredness, subject to diminishing strength over time, leading ultimately to, uh, to death. Remember the thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, sent to uh, buffet me. We don't know uh, what uh, that particular physical problem was. Some people say that uh, Paul had a problem with his eyes. Some people say that Paul had uh, a bout of malaria and it left a mark on his outward appearance. Whatever it is, uh, whatever it was, uh, 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 there is weakness associated with the natural body. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 
though the outward man perish الإنسان الخارجي يفنى الداخلي يتجدد يوم بعد يوم the inward man is renewed day by day so that the, we should understand that the resurrection body yes somehow is the same body but it is not uh, the same body you know give him a bath and put on some nice clothes it is not that kind of uh, change uh, of change it is a far more fundamental change something is sown something else is reaped is raised something corruptible becomes something which is incorruptible. Something which is subject to dishonor becomes a, a, a body of glory. We usually use this term, a glorified body. Uh, it becomes uh, something more glorious. Something which easily you see it to be weak becomes something else which is a manifestation of power, of course, not our power, but God's uh, power. It is sown a natural uh, uh, body, or a soulish uh, body, uh, a, a body which is kindled, which is animated, which is enlivened by our uh, soul. But this new body is governed by the spiritual. Uh, it is uh, a body that is kindled uh, uh, by uh, the spirit. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 5. And the first few verses, uh, again, the difference between uh, the old and the new. We know if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. Tabernacle and a building. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And we groan in this, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. That mortality might be swallowed up in uh, life. Uh, uh, in life. So, sown and raised. Corruptible, incorruptible. Dishonor, glory. Weakness, power. Governed by man's soul, man's thinking. Governed by the spirit. Uh, and that which is spiritual. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, has not entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. For them that love uh, him. Uh, it is sown a natural body, verse 44. It is raised a spiritual uh, body. Second part of verse 44, a little argument that's along the following lines. Sometimes people say this, and I think there's a certain truth to it, which is, if there is darkness, that means that somehow there is also light. If you think of it, if everything were dark, 
maybe we wouldn't think of it as darkness. We wouldn't think of it the same way. Uh, so somehow, if there is darkness, there is also light. If there is hate, there is also love. Now, I'm not saying that if I'm a person, I hate everyone, somehow inside me there's love. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if hate as a concept exists, then it would seem that there is also something called love. Uh, called uh, uh, called love. And so here he uses an argument that's like that. He says there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Inasmuch as a natural body exists and nobody would deny that, it would seem that there is a logical necessity that another type of body will exist. Just like if there's darkness, there's light. If there's hate, there is love. If there is a natural body, that means that there is a spiritual uh, uh, body. If there is earthly, there is heavenly. If there is terrestrial, there is celestial. If there is natural, there is, uh, spiritu- there is spiritual. Uh, there is uh, spiritual. Uh, there is a natural body, there is a spiritual body, end of verse 44, and so it is written. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, which is a quotation from Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, where it says that uh, God breathed into uh, his nostrils the breath of life, Genesis 2, 7, and man became a living soul. That part is a quotation from Genesis chapter 2 uh, and verse 7. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made... A living soul, the last Adam, who of course is the Lord Jesus Christ, was made a life-giving spirit. Uh, uh, Somehow, Adam is the federal head and representative of all the human race. And the Lord Jesus is the federal head and representative of of all who have come unto him in repentance and faith. The first was made a living soul, while the second, or the last Adam, was made a life-giving spirit. Notice again, you have this soul-spirit comparison, uh, but also uh, the fact that Adam was made and the Lord Jesus gives uh, life. Uh, Back in uh, verse uh, uh, 22 of this same chapter, in Adam all die, in Christ shall all be made alive. John chapter 5 and verses 25 and 26, the Lord Jesus said, the time is coming when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. الأموات سيسمعون صوت ابن الله ومن يسمع فسيحيا. The Father has life in Himself, and He has given the Son to have life in Himself. Life uh, in Himself. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 21, again concerning the Lord Jesus being a life-giving Spirit. Our conversation or our citizenship, from where we look for a savior, 
who will change our vile body. He, the Lord Jesus, will change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 14 says, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, then those who sleep, the Lord Jesus will do what with them? He will bring them with him. He will bring them with, uh, with him. Uh, Adam represents uh, the physical body, and the Lord Jesus represents uh, the uh, resurrection body. Adam and his body are what we know and what is appropriate to this world, but the Lord Jesus and his glorified body are that which speaks to us of what is to come, of what is uh, to come. However, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is uh, spiritual. First, Adam, and then the Lord Jesus Christ. First, the seed, and then uh, uh, the harvest, and then uh, the, the harvest. The time of the resurrection has not come uh, uh, yet. Uh, remember, I think it says in one of the letters of Timothy that there were some people who thought that the resurrection had already happened. And here and there you'll find people in this day and age who will say something like, well, the resurrection is not a literal resurrection. It's just referring to what? It's just referring to the fact that uh, when you come to know the Lord Jesus, you receive spiritual life. That is the resurrection. And so the resurrection has already happened. The Bible speaks clearly of a resurrection which is yet to come. We're not denying that, uh, 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 that we are raised when we uh, believe. The Bible uses that language uh, uh, as, well, uh, as well. But that is not the resurrection of which we speak. The resurrection of which we speak is yet to, uh, to come. Um, not first that which is spiritual, but first that which is natural, and afterwards that which is uh, uh, which is spiritual. The first man is of earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from, uh, from heaven. He is of earth, formed in terms of his body, in terms of his body, out of what? Out of the dust of the earth. And then when he fell into sin, what did the Lord say to him? He said, you are dust and unto dust you will return. And Abraham acknowledged this in Genesis chapter 18 as he began to intercede for Sodom when he said, I have taken it upon me to speak to the Most High. I am dust and ashes. I am dust and ashes. Uh, the first man is of the earth. Uh, the second man is the Lord from heaven. Is uh, the Lord from, uh, from heaven. Even the earthly body of the Lord Jesus Christ was of heavenly origin. Because what did the angel say, Gabriel say to Mary, the power of the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you, the power of the highest will come upon you, 
And therefore that holy thing which is born of you will be called the Son of God. And also it says, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 5, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering you wouldst not, but a body you have, you have prepared for me. A body you have uh, prepared for me. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Is the Lord from heaven. The Lord Jesus said, uh, the world hates you because you are not from the world even as I am not from uh, the world. Uh, from uh, the world. Uh, what did he say to Pilate? He said, my kingdom is not of uh, this uh, world. Uh, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. Of God, not of uh, uh, the world. Uh, in our salvation, in our spiritual life, in all that relates to the Lord Jesus, in all that has to do with being like him, following him, placing our faith and trust in him. The first man is of the earth, he is earthy. The second man is uh, the Lord from heaven. The one who came from heavenly glory some 2,000 years ago. And the one who when he comes again will come from heaven. Uh, will come from heaven uh, again. The Bible says that our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20 the Bible says that our treasure is in heaven uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19 uh, and our heart is in heaven same passage uh, the Bible says that our life is hid with Christ in God when Christ, our life, appears. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us he's raised us up together and he's made us to sit in heavenly places together in Christ Jesus. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven is the Lord from, uh, from heaven. Uh, it's not the case that the body will remain as is and dies and at most it rises again to live again in a way somewhat similar to what it lived before. God has a plan that is beyond what some people think. God is able to do much more than we ask or even think. And his plan involves a raising of this body, a remaking of it, a transforming of it into something new and different. The caterpillar and the butterfly. Again, I mention things around us tell us that there are different bodies and that there are different glories. And it's the Lord who made all of that. So he's not constrained. 
uh, uh, not constrained to uh, 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 someone is this tall, he has to be this tall. You know, someone had white hair, oh, he has to have white hair. Uh, someone uh, had to wear glasses, oh, he'll have to wear glasses in heaven. He is the Lord from heaven. He can do all things. He will raise the dead. He will give to his children new and glorified uh, bodies. What exactly will those bodies be like? We don't know about them in every detail. Wait and you'll see. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your working in all things. We thank you, Lord, because it is your plan that Christ be the first fruits of them that sleep, and that death, the last enemy, be destroyed, and that your children be raised again. And while we do not know in every way and in every detail how this will be accomplished, we know with certainty that you are powerful enough, that what you do is perfect and nothing can be added from it nor anything taken away. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and all that you will do. One day, as it was said of the Lord Jesus, it will be said of each of his children. He is not here, for he is risen. We thank you for your glorious working we thank you because your word tells us that the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more unto a perfect day. Teach us to say, even as your son, as your, as your servant John said, Amen. Even so, come, come, Lord Jesus. In his name we pray, and for his glory. Amen.